Hey travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you on a taco two for Tuesday, double shots of Judas Priest and Nazareth. Hey, I'm back in my house. I'm back in my house again. Was it all just a dream? Did I really take an empty BART train to an empty San Francisco to do a show yesterday? I guess. Now, today, actually, they, um, the studios were super booked up. And it was a logistical nightmare, and so um, it just was best for everybody if I did the show from the house today. So um, it's not like I'll never do it from the house again. <laughs> but uh, who cares, right? You just want entertainment, and we're here for you. Just that—that's entertainment. You know, John Grisham is back again. Wasn't he on a couple? Day- he was on a couple of days ago, but we're going to get him for about another six minutes to talk about. His book, Suli, again. He just said, that guy Rick is so amazing. Or that guy Rick is so amazing. I need to come back on his show again. Uh, We'll also have Karen Lyle from SalesforceTalk.com. That's always in the first hours on a Tuesday as we sail along the bay. Author Mark Sullivan has a war book, The Last Green Valley. Also, we will have Anna Lee, producer of Maple Story. We'll have Bruce Marshall talking hockey from the gold sheet in Las Vegas, as he does every Tuesday, right? Ishna Wolf will talk about her werewolf within what? Also, Ben Golliver has written a book about this bubble ball uh, basketball season that we had last year in the NBA. And your calls in between 1-800-878-PLAY, 1-800-878-7529. Get you in and get you heard wherever you are listening, especially on American Forces Radio Network worldwide. I bow down to the troops. They're the ones who keep us safe. We're on the Internet at SportsByline.com. There's also the TuneIn app, the iHeartRadio app, and the Stitcher app. And on your TV sets at CRN Digital Plus 2, the cable radio network channel. Too. So come on back. Let's talk some sports. 
Having your own home is awesome, but it's also a lot of work. The good news? Finding help for your projects is easier than ever. Introducing Angie, the app that puts all your home care needs at your fingertips. Need a pro to fix that emergency leak? Maybe find someone to build a deck or even set your seasonal tasks on autopilot. Angie can handle all that and more. Expert pros, hundreds of home projects, clear pricing, and the easiest way to book and pay in seconds. This is Angie, your home for everything home. Download the app today. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Doran's Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Doran's for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Come on, you watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than 1000 If you owe the IRS 5000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. So, how can I promote my new curbside pickup service? It's possible with Staples Connect. I need custom floor decals that'll get noticed, not just walked on. Also possible. Staples Connect can help your business grow with custom printed sales and marketing materials. And now get 15% off signs, posters, and decals when you spend $75 or more. Explore what's new at your local Staples store or staplesconnect.com. Staples Connect, the working and learning store. Ends 529. Visit staples.com signage for details. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a key so handsome. He's a genius. All right, how about that? One oh one segment at a time. Let's just do it like that. Rick Tittle with you. Uh one eight hundred eight seven eight play. Uh we are gonna start the show with open lines, so it's a good time uh to uh get in. And um, you know, it's um it's interesting when 
you know, nowadays when somebody uh, says something uh, in the world of sports, like a, uh, a broadcaster or something, you immediately have people who say, shots fired, shots, fi-. not just shots fired, but shots fired. And we kind of got a little bit of that today with Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw, he doesn't bother anybody. Terry Bradshaw is always making, you know, a goofball of himself on the set. And by the way, those, I've said it before, but those pregame shows, I I don't think I've ever watched a full one in my life. I certainly haven't watched any of them in the last 20, 30 years, where they have six, sometimes as many as six guys, four to five. And the only time I <clears throat> get a glimpse is like a halftime if they go to it real quick. Coach Cower, what do you think? Keep pounding the rock. Howie Long, what do you think? Get some pressure on the quarterback. Uh, Joey Galloway, what do you think? I mean, it's just, there's, it's, it's nonsensical. But that's where Bradshaw's usually going, I'm just the dumb hayseed. He, he just plays that up. I remember there was that one commercial where he's like, oh, I, I'm fat. <laughs> Look how fat I am. Was that Nutrisystem or maybe it was Nutrisystem? What was the shake that Tommy Lasorda used to drink? He lost all that weight and then he put it right back. <laughs> what would Kurt Bavakwa say about that? The fat little Italian over there. Well, you would think that, um, you know, uh, Bradshaw would sort of stay in his lane, but he didn't like <clears throat> the way things went down in Green Bay on draft day. And you think that the draft would take precedent in the news on draft day up there at Lambeau. And it didn't because it was all about the drama being created by their quarterback who will be in the Hall of Fame. That's a given unless he um, does something horrifyingly heinous. But he will be in the Hall of Fame. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time when it comes to uh, stats and Touchdown passes, and he has a ring, and blah, 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 accuracy. But, uh, you know, he made a mess of things, and he called out the Packers uh, publicly, and he doesn't want to play for them anymore. And uh, now Yahoo Sports is reporting that he'll only come back if Brian Gutekunst is fired, the GM. Wow. It's me or him type of thing. I can tell you that Brian Gutekunst do grill on trees and Aaron Rodgers don't. Uh, then there was speculation that he just might walk away from the game forever. He does have more money than Sinatra. He'd be quite fine with it. I know he got engaged to that uh, actress who uh, I don't care for. I don't even know her name. Um, uh, but uh, all the best to him. I just don't think she's a very good actress, but that's me. But this uh, looming divorce between Rodgers and the Packers is is polarizing, and people are going to start chiming in. And as I mentioned, the Hall of Famer, the guy with uh, multiple Super Bowl rings, Terry Bradshaw, has uh, chimed in. And, you know, you think about the decision to draft Jordan Love in the first round last year, which was completely... Stupid for that team. He didn't even get reps. He was the third stringer. Boyle was the backup. It was a bad, bad decision. 
But anyway, this is what Terry Bradshaw said last night. Quote was about Aaron Rodgers. Him being that upset shows me how weak he is. Who the hell cares who you draft? He's a three-time MVP in the league, and he's worried about the guy they drafted last year at number one. And for him to be upset, my gosh, I don't understand that. Pittsburgh drafted Mark Malone, number one. Cliff Stout in the third or fourth round. I had them coming at me from all angles. I embraced it because when we went to practice, I wasn't worried about those guys. They didn't scare me a bit. So I don't understand why he's so upset at Green Bay. Uh, End quote. Um, If you ever watch Mark Malone or Cliff Stout play like I did, uh, yes, he had nothing to worry about. (laughs) Those guys sucked. But Mark Malone, by the way, Tom Selleck, uh, dead ringer back in the day. But, uh, yeah, those guys were rancid. That's not what what Terry Bradshaw's point is. Terry Bradshaw's like, oh, you're bringing in new guys? Okay, go ahead. Uh, Bradshaw uh, asked for what he would do if he was running the show in Green Bay. Bradshaw said, quote, I wouldn't budge. Let him gripe. Let him cry. Retire. You're 38. Go ahead and retire. See you later. I'm really strong about stuff like that. And it just makes him look weak. In my way of looking at things, it makes him look weak, end quote. Um, And I understand that, Um, you know, and listen, I really don't think. Now, this is just me. I really don't think it was the Jordan Love thing because Rogers was already crying about stuff before Jordan Love was ever drafted. And that was mostly about Mike McCarthy. Um, the Jordan love thing didn't help and to, you know, kind of correct Terry Bradshaw. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is worried about his job. I don't think Aaron Rodgers doesn't like the fact that, I mean, talk about getting put in the same situation. He was put in with Brett Favre. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers has embraced Jordan love at practice or not. How many guys take a third stringer under their wing anyway, but uh, what it looks like right now is that the path that Bradshaw has recommended for the front office looks like the path that the Packers are going down right now. From the top to the bottom of the organization, they have expressed zero interest in moving that player. So we're headed here for a standoff. Not a Mexican standoff. Can't say that anymore. A standoff. Who will blink first? I don't know. I'll have to wait and find out. But no matter which way that the coin lands, uh, the shine on Rodgers is, well, it's already dimmed in one Hall of Famer's eyes, and it's going to dim in some others. That's just, uh, you know, Rodgers is a guy who's, let's just say he's confident, you know? And the whole uh, story, I wasn't there about the Niners thinking he was a bit of a jerk and they didn't want to deal with him. So they drafted Alex Smith. They're probably going to draft Alex Smith anyway. You get the thing you got to remember. There's also, you know, how they say recency bias. You know, the greatest basketball player in the history of the world is the Greek freak, ever. He is. So you know the old recency bias. Mike Trout's better than Babe Ruth. Well, I I think there's also a locality prejudice. What does that mean? 
I have noticed over the years that when a, an athlete plays where your team is, they're usually like, ah. Have you noticed that? They're usually like, ah. Like Tim Lincecum in Seattle, the, Mar the Mariners are like, nah, I'll take Brandon Morrow. I think that was the same thing with that Aaron Rodgers. You know, if you grew up in the Bay Area, you know that Cal is always garbage, even though it puts great players in the NFL. They're like, bleh. <laughs> How what would they rick? They were bleh. uh but uh does it make Aaron Rodgers look uh, weak? It doesn't make him look weak to me, it just makes him look pouty. But you know the late great Kobe Bryant used to do this. Roethlisberger did it for a while until this year when he basically begged to come back at a you know a lesser amount, but uh, I don't know. We'll keep our eye on it. Terry Bradshaw, shots fired. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Sports Pilot. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, my heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. That's 800-410-4771. Now you can make your home look great and save money. Right now, when you call Renewal by Anderson, you can buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, you get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Upgrade your home. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty are even included. And the Renewal by Anderson certified retailers take every safety precaution to protect you and your family. Hey, for 25 years, people have trusted Renewal by Anderson for their window replacement needs, and you can too. So call right now. Don't wait. Learn how to get your free window when you buy four. 800-413-6992. 800-413-6992. 6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time 
time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. I'm so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. Thanks for that, and uh, welcome back to the uh, show. Nice to have you with us, wherever you are listening, coast to coast, and around the world on the American Forces uh, Radio and Lefik, uh Network. We will be having uh, John Grisham here in a few minutes uh, because, uh, as I said, he he basically told me this was the greatest uh, interview uh, he ever had in his life, and uh, he wanted to come back on and talk about it. There was a little sign of uh, disgruntlement in the Philadelphia Eagles war room. It was some video that I didn't notice first, but it got viral. You know, they have a little webcam in the quote-unquote war room, which is so dramatic, to say the least. (laughs) But Howie Roseman, the general manager of the Eagles, uh, they're about to make their third-round selection. And uh, they did make their third-round selection. It was Milton Williams, defensive lineman. And he went around the room to fist bump everybody, and Senior Director of Player Personnel Tom Donahoe stiffed him, didn't give him a fist bump. He refused. Now, what happened was the Eagles traded down from 70 to 73 and got an extra six-round pick, which they used to select a defensive end named Taron Jackson out of Coastal Carolina. But Howie Roseman explained what happened, and he wasn't mad. He said, we're at pick 70. We have two guys standing out on our board, two defensive guys, two defensive linemen, and they're different. They're different flavors. One is a three technique, and one is more of a nose tackle. Obviously, everyone likes different flavors. Carolina calls, and they're picking two behind us. And their general manager, Scott Fitterer, says, Howie, You want to drop down two picks for our top of the sixth round. I said, you got to tell me offense or defense. And he told me they were taking an offensive player. So we know we're going to get one of these two defensive players. And when we talk to our coaches about their fit and role, they're excited about these two guys. So one of them goes McNeil, and then we take Milton Williams. When I saw that video of our defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, how excited he was, that's the kind of excitement people have about Milton Williams in our building. End quote. Now, see, the thing was, the Detroit Lions, in between picks, they took McNeil, the pick before the Eagles. So the guy Donahoe wanted, McNeil, ended up going to Detroit. Philly had him in their back pocket, and that was it. The Carolina took an offensive tackle, Brady Christensen, 
And uh, so that's how it turned out. The Eagles <laughs> took a defensive tackle, just not the one Donahoe wanted. But it's interesting because, <clears throat> as I said, uh, he respected him. He said, you'd rather have a guy like that who's not going to tell you everything's okay. He's going to give you their perspective. All right. It's great to have uh, back on the show once again, best-selling author John Grisham, and he's here to talk about uh, his novel for a few minutes called Suli. And uh, we are going to be giving away a copy of the book today. John, thanks for coming back uh, once again. I remember last week we were talking about uh, how this was uh, going to be received in the basketball community. Have you had any response from the people of of South Sudan? Did they did they get involved in uh, commenting on this book at all? I have seen nothing. Uh, I don't really I don't do social media, so I'm not sure what's being said. Don't really care. Uh, they, they, they follow it in New York, I think, pretty closely to see, you know, if something pops up or if somebody, you know, if there's a controversy, I, I don't know what it would be, but I've, I've heard nothing. So, uh, you know, no news is good news. <laughs> I would say as well. So, and by the way, how does it work when you go hard copy and then going to the uh, the paperback? Obviously, you have to be probably a bestseller to get to that point. Is that, is there sort of a durature? You have to wait a year or two. How does that all work? I'm not sure I know. Um, about uh, it's about a year. Uh, usually, it's about a year from the hardback to the paperback, or maybe nine or ten months. Um, I don't really know how they make the decision of when to publish the paperback. It, a lot of it depends on sales of the hardback. You don't want to come out with a paperback if your hardback is still selling. Obviously, um, I don't know. Uh, it's but it's normally about ten to twelve months after the hardback. You know, you talked about how Samuel Suli Suleiman, your protagonist in this book, is you, I like the way you put it, you said you fall in love with this, this character, a character out of your own mind. But uh, conversely, once you put it to print and maybe you're laying in bed one day and you're, you think, oh, why didn't I do this or do that? Do you get to the point where you say, look, I can't change it. It is what it is. And I spent, you know, years on this and uh, I'm just going to live with it and not think about what I put in or didn't put in. I let go of them pretty easy. Uh, after I finish, a, you know, I write, I write the book in quick, six months, five months, four months. Um, and uh, then when the book is finished, I turn the book in. I go through two or three or four more drafts. I slug it out with copy editors and editors. And, you know, we're trying to get the book uh, as best it can be. And when it finally goes to press, I'm really tired of it. And I just don't, uh, and I'm always moving on so fast to the next book. I'm thinking about the next book. I mean, so I finished Suli in December. Uh, I've written half of the next legal thriller uh, since then. And uh, that, that's, you know, I'm always moving on. So I don't, I don't go back and worry about them. What happens though, occasionally, uh, I've had 10 of the books adapted to film and I've been lucky with Hollywood. I've had some good movies made and, when I, and I'll see a movie based on one of my books and um and i'll see something a really like neat subplot and i'll say gosh i wish i'd thought of that and <laughs> or i'll uh i'll hear some really great dialogue and because there's some great screenwriters out there and you know I'll, I'll hear some dialogue and i'll think man I, I wish i'd said that i wish i'd thought of that so that's what it, that's my only time i ever go back and say i wish i'd done something different but, but again i'm i'm moving on that's very interesting. And I'm sure a lot of your fans, of course, they're used to your books with the legal perspective and your expertise in your personal life. That's your area of expertise. What were maybe some of your fan, fans thinking, 
oh no, he's going to make 10 more basketball books? Or was this just kind of a, uh, a one-off? I've learned to never predict what might happen, you know, next year or five years from now. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the ideas can land from nowhere and you can f suddenly be inspired by something you see on television or a, a YouTube video or a magazine article and it just drops in out of the blue and you think, well, yeah, I, could, I could take that and make this change and add that plot twist. And before you know it, you've got a, a first rate murder mystery, you got a first rate sports story. So I, I, I can't say I won't do basketball again. I, I've been wanting to, do, uh, wanting to do it for a long time and, and uh, really pleased with the book, but I, I can't say I won't do basketball again. I hope I do. I'm hope, hoping it's a great story. Yeah. Well, have you ever sat down and started banging out, uh, I don't know, a, a love story or something else, and then three pages in, you're like, nah, forget it. I mean, how often have you just completely given up on a book? I can't do love stories. Um, my, my wife uh, told me that, you know, I, I, that's not what I should be writing. <laughs> it's like, I can't write sex scenes. Uh, my wife's always said men cannot write sex. Okay. Leave it to the women to write the steamy sex scenes. And so we, I, so I don't try that. My books have no sex because I can't write sex scenes. Uh, no, by the time I start writing a book, I've spent a lot of time, uh, often years thinking about the story. Uh, and then at some point, if I really like the story, I'll, I'll start outlining the story, planning the book. Um, and so when I start in earnest, I know what the ending is going to be. I know how to get there. I know it's going to take me six months. And so there's no wasted time. And I guess for you writing a novel, you don't have to worry about footnotes and, and things like that, because, you know, I, I love Eric Larson and he literally will have 60, 70 pages of uh, footnotes <laughs> in the back of his books. Yeah, but he writes some great uh, nonfiction. I mean, The Splendid and the Vile was a wonderful book that came out last year. And, uh, you know, those guys have to footnote it because it's, it, you know, they have to prove it's true. They can't, they can't make mistakes. You know, they, they do, but you, you're not supposed to make mistakes with nonfiction. With fiction, good gosh, you can create anything. Uh, and, you know, that's what writers do. And if, if, I, if, I, if I run into a situation when I'm writing uh, of needing to know something that's uh, true or accurate, Oftentimes I'm so lazy. I'll just, I'll just change the whole scene and make it all fictional. So that's what writers do. <laughs> Great stuff from John Grisham. Make sure to pick up the book, Suli, a novel, and uh, it is available now and stay tuned. We're going to be giving away a copy of Suli as well. John, thanks for coming on again. We really appreciate it. Congratulations on the book. Hopefully we'll catch up on your next one. Oh, thanks for having me. Always a lot of fun. See you. All right. Uh, good stuff. And, uh, yes, by the way, if you would like to, uh, Win the book, you can give me a call at 1-800-878-PLAY. Once again, 1-800-878-7529. And that's one of those feast or famine things uh, when it comes to uh, broadcasting is uh, I got John Grisham in the space of, what, five days? <laughs> Twice? <laughs> All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back on Sports Byline.
This is Karen Lyle of Salesport Talk, and I invite you to listen into a conversation I had with Sir Robin Knox Johnson about the weather encountered at sea by racers in a round-the-world clipper race. If you go down the South Atlantic and you're getting down towards Uruguay and Argentina, indeed, you get quite a lot of squalls and they're nasty and they're renowned amongst seamen because they come up with very little warning and they hit you very hard. And everyone thinks, you know, oh, well, sailing down there is nice and easy. No, it isn't. It can be really, really difficult. And you've got to be totally alert. And the whole secret is when you see a potential thing coming in, get your sails down fast because otherwise the wind is going to blow you on your side. Yesterday we were uh, sailing along 24 hours out from finishing the race. Come across a few occluded fronts, as they call them in the local area, cigar uh, fronts. We experienced between 60 to, to 80 knot squalls coming through. One final test after 5,000 miles. Uh, an incident with not being able to release our tack line in time, which resulted in, how can I put this nicely, the explosion of our code to kite. Good effort from everybody to, to get it down. What can I say about the weather? Lightning pretty much throughout the entire evening. Um, fork lightning all throughout the sky for 12 hours or so. What you've got to realize is those crews are amateurs. They've had a four weeks training and by this time, they've sailed about 5,000 miles, so they're not exactly amateurs. But nevertheless, for them, uh, exploring the different areas of the ocean and the different weather systems you can get is still something they've got to learn about. And coming down that coast can be difficult. And people think, you know, it's a piece of cake. No, it isn't. The sea never lets you off. You've got to be alert the whole time. We always used to say, you know, the whole thing about a seaman is he's alert. And uh, you've got to be alert because those systems come through and they can knock the, float, the boat on its side. Um, you know, suddenly people who've never been out of their drawing room finding their whole world's turned 90 degrees. And yet they come out of it and they survive it and they come out of it. And when I went and met them in Uruguay in Punta del Este when they finished, you could see the pride they got because they'd been through something really difficult and they'd come out of it. And I thought, bless you, you're now learning and you're, you've every reason to be proud of yourselves. To see the video of that boat in the thunderstorm, go to salesporttalk.com and click on Round the World Clipper Race Uruguay. Thank you for that and welcome back to the show we're gonna to have to start paying the great sir robin knox johnson he gives us a lot of great content it is time for salesporttalk.com segment which we do on tuesdays at this time as always co-hosting my friend karen lyle and uh, karen uh, i was back in the studio yesterday but as we know there was a big logistical tie-up today so <laughs> one more from the house how are you i know well you know we're gonna to have to just give our blessings to BBC today since they're in our studio today. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about okay. it. We're quite like, happy like, to uh, welcome like our guest, BBC. though, Matthew Byers. He is a flag maker and he's on the board of directors for the Pacific Interclub Yachting Association. Matthew, uh, thanks for coming on. And we, all, we always see these uh, ships resplendent and all these different flags. And 
they have so many different meanings and affiliations. And we know that, you know, especially with the Navy, they can communicate messages as well. Let's just start off. How did you get involved in the old uh, Betsy Ross flag making industry? Um, well, uh, I've been collecting Yacht Club burgies my entire life, ever since I was a little kid. And getting into the flag and burgie manufacturing business was kind of a bit of a fluke. Um, the burgie that was flying on my speedboat when I was uh, like 18 years old, um, I just bought it from the club, flew it for a couple hours, and it tore to shreds, and I paid a couple of dollars for the thing. And I decided there's got to be, you know, let's see what it takes to make one of these things. And I practiced, and I came up with a way to make a burgee that lasts better than anything that was out there. So it was a bit of a fluke like that. And I con ended up uh, contacting some local clubs here in the Bay Area. They liked what I had, and it went from there. Uh, Matthew, you you actually are making a private signal for for me um, mm -hmm. that is is something that is sewn where all of the the parts of it are sewn together and there's no printing on it. Right. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the different ways in which a a a, a flag can be can be constructed? Well, these days there's there are sewn and appliqued flags which is where you take the different pieces of fabric and you sew them together to manufacture the flag. Uh, another way of making a flag, which is recommended for very complicated designs, is digital printing, uh, which is becoming very popular these days. Um, you know, these uh, burgees, which are mostly pennant-shaped, I guess they don't have to be, but there are different rules. You know, like the American flag, you can't fly at night unless you put a light on it. There are mm -hmm. certain burgees that have to be on the main masthead or maybe from a halyard uh, underneath the lower starboard spreader. I mean, what, what are some of the rules for these burgees? Um, well, there's on, on board uh, and on the mast ashore, there are specific places where your flags go. Um, and uh, for example, ensign on the stern, burgee on the bow of a powerboat or at the top of the mast, on a sailboat, um, these days the burgee can be flown from the starboard yardarm on a sailboat because there's so much electronic gear, antennas, uh, weather vanes, you know, what have you up there. Uh, the burgee would get wrapped up in that, so you can primarily fly it from the starboard yard uh, these days. Uh, and ashore as well on your, uh, your mast at the club, uh, just like on a boat, burgee up top. Um, the ensign on the gaff, which represents the stern, uh, officer's flags starting from the outside starboard yard going in, then from port yard outside going in. Uh, the biggest thing that we get, or that I get asked, is why is the U.S. ensign flying from the, uh, the gaff on the nautical flagpole instead of up top? Um, where the rules say no flag is supposed to fly higher than the American ensign. Uh, the nautical-style flagpole with a yard and gaff represents the mast of a ship heading out to sea. And on the old sailing ships, you take a look at old pictures, the ensign flies from the gaff. So it's repeated ashore because the yacht club is considered a ship out to sea.
Well, you know, Nadia, also this this tradition of flying flags from my from my research, and I'm sure you have some things to add uh, add to that with your extensive knowledge. It started, you know, back in the days of the tall ships, you know, more than 300 years ago, um, when captains or companies flew flags or countries flew flags during wars, just so they wouldn't shoot on their own people. Uh, what, right. what are some of the things? What are some of the things you know about, you know, like before the United States was 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 established, you know, as far as how these flags? Um, well, well the, um, the going way back hundreds and hundreds of years, uh, the flag that is flown uh, were flags that were flown on ships. Um, it's all about communication, uh, where uh, one ship could be identified by another from a distance out to sea. Is it a friend? Or is it a foe? Uh, then they have the signal flags, which are still used today. Uh, for communicating various message, messages from one ship to another. Um, not really necessary these days with radio communication, uh, but uh, the Navy still, uh, still use them. Um, but the flags, uh, flags go back a long way. I can tell you that the oldest flag, at least national flag, that is still flown today is the Danish flag, which has been the national flag of Denmark since 12... 60. Yes, as a Danish American, I, I actually knew that one. We're a couple <laughs> more questions here for uh, our friend uh, Matthew Byers. Um, what are some of the flags or burgies that are almost like a free ticket into a, a harbor? If you're, I mean, is there a way that they can look up and say, "Oh, they're a friend. You can come in and use one of our slips." Um, well, if you are. Uh, a member of one yacht club that has official reciprocity with another, uh, you know, fly your burgie when heading into the uh, port uh, um, uh, of the, the club you're visiting. Lots of clubs, like my club in San Rafael, the Loch Lomond Yacht Club, the Corinthian Yacht Club, etc., uh, they require that you fly your burgie because, it, once again, it identifies uh, what yacht club you are from, going back to uh, communication. Well, and also, Matthew, the, um, the the rules are rather formal when it comes to to bridges for races or cruise-ins, where the where the um, the yachts that are representing the different clubs fly their flags, because there's some competition there. Tell, tell us about how they're used in races. Uh, in racing, mm -hmm. uh, the rules changed recently, a couple of years ago. Originally. Uh, for race signals, there were uh, f either three flags or cones colored red, white, and blue. Uh, the white flag goes up, or the white shape goes up. That's 15 minutes before start. Uh, the red shape goes up. That's 10 minutes, or pardon me, uh, 10 minutes for the white shape. Uh, five minutes, the red shape goes up. And then uh, for go time, the blue shape goes up. Now it's different where uh, you can use various signal flags to represent different fleets that are racing, uh, or there are what is called, there are uh, class flags, which is a square flag with the logo of whatever class is going to be racing in that particular uh, series. I think also the, the naval ensigns or the war ens uh, ensigns as well uh, mm -hmm. to signify 
the ship uh, at uh, you know in times of war. I think the most famous one is probably the the Japanese flag. Mm-hmm. Um, the Imperial Navy, of course, it had the rays of uh, red coming off it, and then still to this day, I know the Royal Navy they use the cross of Saint George, but then upper left they have the Union Jack all over again. Why is it that they mm-hmm. just don't fly the regular flag? Uh, every country is different. You go take a look at the United Kingdom, which you were just discussing. They have a bunch of different flags for various uses. Uh, there's the red ensign, which is the red flag with the uh, Union Jack up in the, up in the corner. Uh, that is for civilian and merchant ships. Then there's the blue ensign, which is for government uh, vessels. And then the white ensign with the uh, cross of St. George is used for uh, naval vessels. Um, And on the blue ensign, whatever department in the government will have its own badge on the fly end of the flag identifying, you know, which department it's it's from. Uh, On the other hand, here in the United States, we just have one flag for everything, whether it's the uh, government the uh, military, uh, civilian use, that being the Stars and Stripes. Tell us a little bit about the yacht engine and how that came to be in New York. That's an interesting story. Um, Back in the mid-1800s, commercial vessels and quite a few yachts looked exactly the same. And you are required as a commercial vessel to go into, check into customs, for each port you go into, and the yachtsmen and also the customs officials were getting tired of the yachts having to check in, even though they weren't uh, uh, doing any commercial business. So the Navy and the Customs Department asked the New York Yacht Club, I don't remember the year, to design a special signal for the yachts to fly to identify them as not commercial boats, so the customs officials wouldn't have to chase after them. So they came up with the design, which is the uh, uh, basically it's a Betsy Ross flag with a fouled anchor in the center of the stars. Uh, it was never intended to be flown uh, on the stern in, uh, as a replacement for the United States ensign, but uh, because of the similarity in design, everybody started doing that, and... Um, uh, it is still done so today. It was actually officially taken off the books in 1992, but everybody still still flies it today as a nautical tradition. And uh, if you go outside the United States, like say down to Mexico, Canada, wherever, you don't fly the U.S. Uh, yacht ensign. You only fly the 50-star flag. Uh, only fly the yacht ensign in United States waters. So, Matthew, for people who want to uh, have their flags made, well, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, very simple. Send me an email, mjbflagmaker at gmail.com. I make a fine, high-quality burgee that uh, uh, everybody uh, would be very pleased with. Good-looking, long-lasting. All right, there he is. Matthew Byers, thanks for coming on the show today. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. All right, and Karen, we'll, we'll try for the in-person uh, uh, reunion next week. Karen Lyle. Karen Lyle is gone. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back on Sports Bio. 
I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. Oh, come now. Don't be ashamed. (laughs) We all have our idiosyncrasies. Try and slap Rick Tittle's mama's face. He would clown you. Thank you for that. A couple minutes left in hour number one of two. <clears throat> and, um, you know, it's funny. The guy makes flags. I've got a little flag making story for you. When I was in Winchester, which is in Hampshire in England, 
this is what 2002 so what 19 years ago uh, i love winchester because it's the old capital of england by the way in the old alfred the great days like the 800s when there was the dane law and all that but anyway <clears throat> there are so many military museums i went through the royal dragoons i went through the gurkhas but at the royal hants so the royal hampshire Reg regiment this one old guy who fought in world war ii i was the only guy in the museum and he's like you american could I want, let me show you. This is this tall old guy. He actually put his arm around me and he walked me through and he showed me all these things and he'd ask me questions like, why did you shoot all the buffaloes? Was it to make the red Indians starve? Like, why did I shoot the buffaloes? Uh, first of all, we don't say red Indians. Why didn't you go communist during prohibition? Like all these weird questions. But anyway, there was this beautiful regimental flag with like lions and gold that was on white with these shining blues. It's a huge flag. He goes, you know who made this? It was a German prisoner. And we heard he was the flag maker. So he said, you're gonna make a regimental flag for us. And he said, no, I won't. And then we menaced him with bayonets. <laughs> it's the first time I've heard the term menace as a as a verb, we menaced him with bayonets and he made the flag for us. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Probably deserved it. It was an absolutely gorgeous flag too. Uh, so yeah, making a flag, Betsy Ross, German POW being menaced by bayonets at the end of Enfield Rifles. Uh, you never know how your flag's going to get made. I think that's the moral of that anecdote, which turns out wasn't an anecdote at all. We have two more hours to go. Take a quick hard news break. Come on back. Sports Bob. Radio News with Lance Pry. When July 11th arrives, it'll be 40 years since NASA's defunct Skylab space station lost orbit and crashed into Western Australia and the Indian Ocean. Once again, heads up. In the next couple of weeks, a 21 metric ton Chinese rocket will fall out of orbit and no one knows where it will land. The projectile is 100 feet long and China has lost control. When Skylab fell, no injuries were reported. A metro overpass has collapsed in Mexico City as a train was traveling over it, killing dozens of people, including children. Two train carriages were seen hanging from the structure above a busy road. Scores of people were injured and seven are in serious condition. One person trapped in a car underneath the wreckage was pulled out alive. This is the deadliest incident in decades in the city's metro system, one of the busiest in the world. Bill and Melinda Gates are getting divorced. The divorce documents makes it clear there is no prenup agreement to the Microsoft fortune. USA Radio News. Who's really running the country? Joe Biden? The First Lady? Kamala Harris? Maybe Barack Obama? Already, Kamala Harris is the most powerful vice president in history. All this week, Newsmax's Greg Kelly asked the tough questions about Joe Biden and who's really in charge at the White House. 
Every night this week, Greg Kelly is on Newsmax giving you the news you need to know. So watch Greg Kelly tonight at 7 p.m. and 11 p.m. Eastern and see his series, Who's Really in Charge? Newsmax TV is America's fourth highest rated cable news network. Everyone is talking about Newsmax. Find Newsmax on all major cable systems. If you don't get it, call your cable system. Tell them you want it. Or get Newsmax free on your smart TV. Or tune into Roku, Amazon Fire, Pluto, Zumo, or YouTube. Or just download the free Newsmax TV app on your smartphone and watch us anytime, anywhere. Millions of Americans are watching Newsmax. So should you. As inflation worries ramp up concerns that there's too much spending in Washington, it's all partisan politics for the very expensive infrastructure bill. Democrats, with the help of the president, are pushing through the legislative process. Tim Berg from the Phoenix USA Radio News Bureau reports. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell expects zero Republicans will support President Biden's $4 trillion infrastructure package. Speaking at an event in Louisville, the Kentucky Republican calling Biden's plan a big grab bag. So how to pay for the infrastructure bill on our side is we're not going to revisit the 2017 tax bill. We're happy to look for traditional infrastructure pay-fors. He did say GOP lawmakers are open to a roughly $600 billion bill. Federal tax officials are being asked to launch a forensic audit and investigation of more than 125 U.S. firms with ties to the Chinese Communist Party that received $420 million in stimulus money last year. USA Radio News. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, and I want to tell you that arthritis is not a genetic thing. It's not a disease of aging. Neither is osteoporosis. Get a hold of my book. It's all in your head. It goes into the 25 different diseases you get when you have osteoporosis of the skull. These are all reversible. You take the Healthy Bone and Joint Pack, the MSM, vitamin D3, stay away from all the bad foods, including gluten, and guess what? You'll regrow all your bones, including your skull and your legs and your hips and everything else. Contact us at usaradiohealth.com. That's usaradiohealth.com. As President Biden announced Monday, he will be quadrupling the number of refugee admissions into the United States. A refugee from communist Albania, Peter Lamage, now attorney in America, tells Fox News his story to become a legal citizen. Look, first of all, we had to escape Albania because Albania was a communist country. And then we uh, were settled in a refugee camp in what used to be Yugoslavia for about nine months. Then after that, we, had to, uh, we were subjected to background investigation to make sure that we proved our identity. We didn't commit any crimes. We were not wanted. Then we had to undergo medical examinations and interviewed by the U.S. Embassy and eventually came to the United States. So that was pretty much the summary of coming to the United States as a refugee doing it legally. Being a U.S. citizen legally is part of the American dream. Oh, I mean, you know, anyone who doesn't go through that process doesn't understand the importance and, and, and the significance of being an American, because when you come to the United States as a refugee, you come here for the Americanism. You don't come here because of the benefits that they would offer you. You come here to embrace Americanism. You come here to embrace the Judeo-Christian values, to learn the language, to become an American. Yeah. And well, I think that we have diluted that significance of coming to the United States that way any longer. Mr. Lamage explains it's all about increasing the Democrats' voter base. They want to make sure that they bring them to the United States as quickly as possible to increase that voting block that they are going to need for the next elections. Thanks for listening. We do appreciate it. We are USA Radio News. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. 
The annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers contains the little known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Thank you for that, and uh, welcome back to the club. Nice to have you with us, wherever you are listening. May the 4th be with you. Sorry, had to say it. Uh, just wherever I look on May 4th. It's also like Pi Day. I, I like May the 4th be with you better than Pi Day. Because, uh, I don't know, Pi Day seems a little too nerdy for me. I'm scared of nerds, man! No. <clears throat> also... At the beginning of the year, when I was looking at uh, odds uh, for the World Series and how things were going to go down to Chinatown, my Oakland A's were a 33 to 1 to win the World Series. Ha ha! Well, where are they now? 18 to 1. Anything about that? But talk about a 50 point jump. The Giants were 100 to 1. Now they're 50 to 1. And how about a 75 point jump? The Royals were 125 to 1, and now they're 50 to 1. But how about this? The Tigers, who are not one of the long shots, the long shots were the Pirates and the Rockies. I mean, they were still a long shot, they just weren't the worst. The Tigers started the season. The, to win the to win the World Series is 150 to one. Bet a dollar, win 150. The Tigers are now up to 500 to one. They've jumped 350 in the wrong direction. Ha ha. But how about this? The Dodgers came in at a uh, a three to one. They're now a 17 to five. Two fifths. Five-fifths, nine-sevenths, three-sevenths. It's like Steve Martin. All right, now all the men. He's a rambling man. Oh, now this half of the room, now this half. Three-sevenths, five-sevenths. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll keep our eyes on those odds. All right, big shout-out to the brave men and women listening on American Forces Radio Network. I'm on your side. You're doing a great job. Stay safe. Come home soon. We're also on the TuneIn app, the iHeartRadio app, and the Stitcher app, and CRN Digital Plus 2, the cable radio network channel 2 on your cable provider. Coming up next, Mark Sullivan. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. And now today's rust-eating tip of the day, presented by Free All Deep Penetrating Oil. You're all set for a quick tie rotation until you have a rusted-on wheel. Coat those lug nuts in penetrating oil, let them sit for a few minutes, and you'll have them off in a cinch. 
Now give a generous spray into each mounting hole, place a 2x4 on the outer edge of the wheel, and smack the wood with a mallet, just enough to create some braking force and vibration. Repeat if necessary. And now a word from Freeall. Stop wasting your time struggling to loosen rusted nuts and bolts. Start using Freeall Deep Penetrating Oil. Freeall spreads deep into rusted or frozen parts to help release tough bolts and washers. Its formula delivers three times more lubricant. That means less sprays, less torque, and less time than any other penetrating oil on the market. It's even silicone-free. Professionals have trusted Freeall Deep Penetrating Oil for over 40 years. Now it's your turn. Get Freeall today at AutoZone, O'Reilly, and Napa. Look for the silver can. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Come on, you watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. (laughs) Good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them $5,000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than $1,000. If you owe the IRS $5,000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. Hour two of titillating sports. You thought it couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes, couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes. Hour two of titillating sports. Hey, check out Channel 9. Check out Rick Tittle. All right. Uh, yes, check me out coast to coast, uh, around the world on American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show the best-selling uh, author of Beneath the Scarlet Sky. He has a new book available today in paperback. It's called The Last Green Valley, a novel. And uh, is a very uh, interesting story about one family's choice near the end of World War II, whether to stay in the Ukraine and have to deal with the Red Army coming through having already lived under the thumb of Stalin or to follow uh, back to their original homeland of Germany, but at the price of being in the company 
of the Wehrmacht and uh, Nazis as well. Mark, it's an interesting story, and this is a historical novel as well. So how much of it is truth and how much of it is, is fiction here? Uh, well, the, the Martel family that are the uh, heroes of the story are ve were very much real. Uh, two of them are still living today, uh, the two sons. It's mom, dad, and uh, two little boys who have, as you said, this terrible choice. Do they stay and wait for the Soviet bear to return, or do they run with the Nazis that they've learned to despise during the occupation? And there's no good there's no good decision and they finally decide to run with the nazis and with the idea that eventually they're going to escape from them and make their way to the western lines and find freedom at, that is symbolized for them uh with this dream of living in this beautiful green valley with mountains all around and it becomes the driving thing that allows them to endure and overcome one of the more extraordinary journeys i had ever heard of so largely what I'm doing is I'm describing the actual historical long trek that was taken by the Martels and 120,000 or 130,000 other ethnic Germans who were living in Ukraine uh, at near the end of the war and who the SS offered to protect. And one of the mysteries is why they're being protected. And you don't find this out till relatively late in the book. But it matters, and it's how do the Martels deal with that, ultimately, that uh, drives the story. So, yeah, it's interesting. When you heard about the story, obviously, I mean, it's not like the Donner Party where you can't interview uh, people. So what was it like when you sat down with um, at least second-generation people who knew about this firsthand? How much uh, research did you, did you have to put into this? Well, I mean, I spent a lot of time with Bill Martell and Walter Martell, the surviving sons. I was able to listen to actual recordings of interviews of Emil and Adeline Martell from before they died. Um, there were a couple of newspapers articles about them. And there were also historians who knew a lot about the long trek and how it worked and why it happened. And um, then I was lucky enough to go back to Ukraine with uh, Bill Martell and Walter Martell, and to, for example, track down the ruins of the farmhouse they leave right at the beginning of the book. And then we were able to go and visit the site of the prison camp where Emil is held, the Soviet prison camp, um, later in the novel. And both of those experiences were, for me, and certainly more so for the uh, boys, an insanely emotional experience, because to confront the place that they had left, they could see the entire arc of their life come full circle, you know, to this miraculous life that they have in Montana, all the way back to their life that was under one tyranny and they were trading it for another. And yet going to the prison camp and being in the room where their father slept with 600 other men um, just was an amazing face-to-face -face encounter with just how courageous their father was to do things like survive prison camp like that long enough that he could escape, which is what he did. And the fact that their families were able to find each other in the aftermath of the war is even more incredible. Uh, and it's just one of the reasons that attracted me to the story was 
the fact that it was a story of incredible, almost unbelievable ordeal, followed by this remarkable triumph. Pretty amazing. A couple more questions from Mark Sullivan, the book called The Last Green Valley. You talk about different ethnicities in different countries, and the world is not as simplistic as just drawing lines on a map. And I remember Hitler was trying to get to the ethnic Germans in the Sudetenland. That was his quote-unquote excuse for getting into uh, Czechoslovakia uh, at the time. So uh, were the, I know Ukraine is an interesting place. I know some Ukrainians, like in the western half, they speak Ukraine. They don't like the eastern half. They're all united in their hatred of Russia so what was it like being ethnic German in the Ukraine uh, under the guise of, at first, the Tsar and then the Soviet Union? So um, the, the Martels, like many of the ethnic Germans in the Ukraine, uh, in the book, they were, uh, their ancestors were given land by Catherine the Great, who knew that the Ukraine was one of the most fertile places in the world to grow grain, but the serfs were incapable of growing big harvest. So she went to the folks who were the best at it at that time in Europe, which were the Germans, and um, offered them free land and 30 years taxation-free if they would move uh, to Ukraine to grow wheat for her. And they did, uh, a lot of them. And they formed these uh, German colonies, and they would farm the land. And life was pretty darn good for Oh, 120 years until the Bolshevik Revolution and the rise of Stalinism, in which case it became downright horrible. They were thrown off their lands. They were starved, sometimes to death. Uh, they were imprisoned in gulags in Siberia and never heard from again. They were imprisoned in gulags in Siberia and returned broken people. Uh, and all of a sudden, Hitler invades in 41, and one of the first things he does is he says, do you want your land back to the ethnic Germans, who all say, yes, we want our lands back. And back they go, and, and the Martels go to this incredibly small place, Friedenstahl, in the middle of nowhere. I've been there. And um, they have about 18 months of a good life before Stalingrad happens, and then uh, the Red Army defeats the Wehrmacht at the Dnieper River, which causes a wholesale retreat. And during that retreat, the ethnic Germans are approached very quickly. They have like two or three days to decide what they're going to do with the offer of protection if they're willing to uh, go with the retreating German army uh, all the way to back to Germany. And uh, they decide uh, in a moment of crisis that they're these people have offered to protect them, and they're going to trust them only for that. There's some reason they want to protect them that they don't understand, and they're going to take it with the understanding that they're going to run when they get the chance. Very interesting. The Last Green Valley, a novel available today in paperback. We've been speaking with the author, uh, Mark Sullivan. Looks like another hit, Mark. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Thanks so much, Rick. I appreciate it. Okay, no doubt. And, you know, a, a good historical novel um, is fascinating. And a lot of times you think, well, you know, you don't want the fiction in there. But, I mean, Robert Graves, goodbye to all that, his memoir on World War I, which is basically a biography in the British school system and then in the trenches is amazing. But I, Claudius, and then the sequel, Messalina the God, 
I, Claudius, is, of course, was the entire reason I became a history major, was that when that was on PBS, in fact, I had to see a play in the West End with Derek Jacoby, who played Claudius when I was in London in 1991, just because I wanted to see him. But that was a historical novel. And uh, this is going to be probably a little even more accurate, of course, because we just heard that Mark got to talk to the people. Pretty fascinating project. All right. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back on the other side with uh, Anna Lee. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Sports Violence. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, my heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. That's 800-410-4771. Now you can make your home look great and save money. Right now, when you call Renewal by Anderson, you can buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, you get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Upgrade your home. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty are even included. And the Renewal by Anderson certified retailers take every safety precaution to protect you and your family. Hey, for 25 years, people have trusted Renewal by Anderson for their window replacement needs, and you can too. So call right now. Don't wait. Learn how to get your free window when you buy four. 800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. 
What kind of music do you usually have here? Oh, we got both kinds. We got country and western. Tittle ate 200 chicken wings at your mama's house last night. Now back to Fat Boy. Welcome back to Sports Byline USA, coast to coast and around the world on American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show from Nexon, it is producer Anna Lee, uh, to talk about how uh, Maple Story is celebrating its 16th anniversary. And uh, there are a lot of uh, cool things. Uh, the hashtag Maple memories uh, as well and uh, some benefits to the hotel maple vip membership anna welcome to the show to begin with for those people out there who uh, don't know about maple story give us a little thumbnail please hi hello my name is anna um and i'm a producer of maple story in Nexon america um maple story is a free-to-play 2d um side-scrolling uh pc animal rpg game and the game has been out in the U.S. for 16, 16 years now. So we're currently celebrating our 16th anniversary, as you mentioned, uh, in our game with our players. Uh, what does the game play as an MMORPG? Usually when you think of MMORPGs, you don't think of a side-scroller. So how does that work? Is it a platform-based game? Uh, it's just a PC online game. So basically you have to go into, like, move into game and then you will see like there's a map uh, and then you can, your characters, you can just pick the characters and then you um, can like uh, moving in the map by like moving side slowly. And then you can see like a lot of monsters and there's a, you know, there's uh, like another, like like all other RPG games, uh, there's a, you know, storylines and there's a monsters and there's a um, NPCs and you can also meet all the friends and then, you know, talking to each other and, you know, interacting with each other. But this game has a very cute, iconic kind of 2D charm. It's yes. it's anime, it's cartoony, but it's also very heartwarming as well, isn't it? Yes, yes, right. So the, the images and the design, it's really cute. The monsters looks very cute. Um, but, you know, deep inside the game, if you, like, go into deep into the game, uh, the system, the enhancement systems are very hardcore. And also the main storyline, you can, you know, there's a lot of concepts and, like, uh, there's a lot of stories, you know, with all the, you know, entities and characters. So you can also enjoy very, you know, um, very, like, deep part of the storylines in Maple Story. So it's just a, you know, an MMORPG game. Now, Nexon, that's uh, in South Korea, is that right? Yes, yes, Nexon. Um, you know, Nexon, actually, they have Nexon, like Japan and Nexon Korea. Nexon Korea is one of the uh, the main companies, uh, the headquarters. Um, um, and we are working at the Nexon America right now. You know, a lot of times games from Asia, they don't um, translate to the Western market in the United States. 
or mm-hmm. you know Europe. So how is it that Maple Story uh, is such a big hit in the West as well as in the East? Um, like I mentioned, Maple Story is not just a cute like Asian um, you know game. So there's a lot of like um, hardcore part of the game. And also, we, you know, when we first launched the game, we actually really focused on, like, localizing uh, the games to fit uh, in, like, every other market, like, Western markets. So we had, like, um, uh, we had, like, Global Maple Story exclusive content, like, New York City. Um, it's followed by, like, New York City. So there's a lot of um, elements. And also... You know, in, even in Western uh, markets and even in Western countries, I believe that there are a lot of, like, anime fans and a lot of Asian culture um, fans. So uh, this game, Maple Story, has appealing, appealed to all these, like, anime fans, a lot of players. So I think that's how Maple Story were, uh, was able to, like, success in the Western market. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And this is free uh, to play. You get it from Steam, right? Yes, yes. You can also access the game um, through Steam. It's all like free to play game. Now, a couple more questions for Anna Lee about the video game Maple Story uh, and the 16th anniversary. Um, how sandbox uh, is this game and uh, how much of it is uh, on rails? Um. So Maple Story, we have a lot of like uh, fan base. As I mentioned, it's been in uh, in the market for sixteen years. So our fan base is really like really strong. They are like really dedicated players, and like um, I think our players also they grew up with the Maple Story. Um, so they have a lot of memories to share with our you know other friends and other you know players. So I think they are like truly enjoying uh, their experience in Maple Story. So Maplers who have characters that are um, over level 100 can get access to the VIP membership at uh, Hotel Maple. What are some of the benefits of being the uh, in the VIP club there? Um, so the theme is basically the Hotel Maple. So we're inviting players um, to the Hotel Maple event map. So uh, players can enjoy the special missions and they can also actually, you know, can perform a lot of activities. Uh, they also need to rank up their membership, the hotel membership, and, you know, to get access to a lot of like special rewards and items, uh, the anniversary related items. So what are some of the things like from VIP skill points, coupons, anniversary coins? Uh, what do these things get you? So players, by you know, playing these activities and missions, they can basically get the skill points and the coins. So if they, get, if they can get the coins, they are able to access all the special anniversary like shops. So you can go to the NPC and open the shop and you can... Uh, you know, by spending all these coins you collected, you can get get a lot of compelling like reward items, and also by collecting all these skill points, you can actually get some kind of like uh, buff. And you know, when you are actually like uh, fighting the monsters and battling monsters, 
So you can, you know, literally enjoy all the things with this anniversary event and like all the box. Since the game first launched, um, over 13 million registered players have created 274 million characters where if Maple Story was a real country, they'd be the fourth highest populated country uh, okay. in the world. So, uh, Anna, when you play, um, how do you go about creating characters and, and, and how many have you created? Uh, for me, I used to play like Maple, like Korean Maple Story, and then I moved to like, Global Maple Story. Uh, once you create your account, you can go into the game and you can select um, you can select one of the characters you want to create out of like 47 characters. Um, I created like a lot of characters because you know uh, when we have our big updates, we are releasing the new characters like um, not like I can say I cannot say that it's every year, but we're like frequently releasing. Uh, a lot of a lot of characters. So whenever the new character comes out, I try to create the characters to experience uh, the new characters. So I I think I have like um, like twenty to thirty something characters in my account. <laughs> Sounds about right. And then finally, as I mentioned, hashtag Maple Memories, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, players can post their uh, favorite memories up there. Huh? Right, right, right. So. Um, our players are really responsive at the moment for Maple Memories events. So we saw content from the back, you know, the way back at the beginning, and players are really eagerly sharing their like fondest memories and looking for their old friends. So um, I have been uh, with this company and Maple Story for a long time. So for me personally, it's a very special event too. And once you, you know, make a post. Uh, on your Twitter and Instagram and YouTube, uh, you can actually, you know, participate in the Maple Memories event. Um, and all these awesome memories can be found at Maple Memories website. Yes, and as I mentioned, you can get this uh, Maple Story uh, free on Steam, and there are knowledgeable Hotel Maple concierges that are available on the site to explain all the benefits of the VIP membership, and it just assists players every step of the way to uh, maximize all the experiences and the rewards. We have been speaking with Nexon producer Anna Lee and uh, once again, hashtag Maple Memories for the 16th anniversary of this game, which I said over 13 million players worldwide. Started back here in North America in May of 2005. Anna, thanks for your time and uh, let's catch up again down the road. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, no problem. And uh, as always here on Sports Byline, the lines are available at 1-800-878-PLAY. Once again, toll-free 1-800-878-7529. We'll take a quick break, and we'll come on back on Sports Byline.
your own home is awesome, but it's also a lot of work. The good news? Finding help for your projects is easier than ever. Introducing Angie, the app that puts all your home care needs at your fingertips. Need a pro to fix that emergency leak? Maybe find someone to build a deck or even set your seasonal tasks on autopilot. Angie can handle all that and more. Expert pros, hundreds of home projects, clear pricing, and the easiest way to book and pay in seconds. This is Angie, your home for everything home. Download the app today. Zimbabwe. The broken Bunsen burner burns so bright. South. Jamie. Southeast Asian Peninsula. Hey, hey, Jamie. Yes. I think the only line we need from you today is drivers who switch to progressive could say big. Cool. I just got to finish my warm-ups. <clears throat> foul, foul, throw in the towel. History, history. Switch history, to progressive history. today. Santa ski slalom in a salmon skin suit. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time. Time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. My doctor prescribed me Viagra. It wasn't covered by my insurance, so it was costing me like $65 a pill. That's expensive. Over 20 million guys like us use Viagra. Over a certain age, we just need it. I found a way to pay less than $3 a pill and get virtually the same effect of the $65 pill. I heard an ad just like this on the radio called, and for $99, I got 40 generic versions of the $65 pill. Save yourself money and call right now and get over 40 pills for $99. There's no embarrassment here to use Viagra if we're over 50 we need it but not at high prices call now with your credit card and get the 40 pill special for just $99 800-399-3691 that's 800-399-3691 as Gotch brings it in Sharks get it out here's a breakaway Patrick Marlowe cares about anything else when you've got Rick Tittle on the radio. Thank you, and uh, welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast. 
Tuesdays at 1040 is when we like to check in with our friend from the Gold Sheet in Vegas. That is Bruce Marshall. And we talk a little hockey, taking a look at the NHL. Bruce, it's official. The Seattle Kraken are now the NHL's newest franchise, and that's because a couple days ago they made their their expansion uh, fee $650 million, which isn't a lot if I mean, Rob Manfred's talking about $2.2 billion. We'll see what the NBA do for their expansion as well. But uh, Gary Bettman uh, congratulated the Bonderman family and whatever. They're now in. But here's the deal. The expansion draft is going to take place on July 21st. And as we saw in Vegas, they wanted to make sure that that team hit the ground running in the middle of the desert, which they did. They got to the finals and uh, not like when the Sharks came in and you basically could protect everybody. They're not doing that anymore. So the you can protect seven forwards, three defensemen and one goalie. And we saw what the uh, the Knights did uh, outside of taking the flurries and marshes of the world. They would do deals. They would say, hey, if we don't claim someone, what will you give us? So what do you think about having expansion drafts? like Vegas got where the team actually won't just be a doormat for the first 10 years of its existence. That's a good question, Rick. Uh, and I can see where, uh, an old sharks fan, maybe like you or my friends in Nashville who were, uh, watching the Preds when they came in in the late nineties and, uh, and boy, back even further, um, into the seventies. Remember how bad the, the caps were when they started the Kansas city scouts, the, the Islanders, they, I, I, I think generally it's okay uh, the way they sort of change the rules, though. Um, yeah, and it was, uh, it, they did get up and running rather quickly in Vegas. But that, that has sort of set the bar really high here for the Kraken. Uh, and there's going to be people around the league or people in Seattle who are thinking, hey, if Vegas did it, you know, maybe uh, Seattle can do too and be a contender right off the bat. I still think it's very hard to do that. And like you said, some of the other deals that the Golden Knights made uh, when they were in the expansion draft, they were also able to get, you know, you know some cornerstone. I mean, a guy like Fleury uh, was available, uh, and you had a top-notch goalie in there. So they got much better players than most expansion teams did. That's the uh, what they're going to be expecting in Seattle, and uh, it's, um, uh, it's a lot of pressure on the, uh, the Seattle brain trust now to, to kind of match what the Vegas did. We'll see what happens. You know, um, as I look to Austin Matthews, who I like to point out was born in the same county I was born in. Other than that, we have nothing in common, (laughs) but Contra Costa County. But he can become the first Maple Leafs player in 75 years and the first United States-born player in 24 years to to lead the NHL uh, in in goals. And... um, uh, he's got, uh, and he probably will. I mean, he's got nine more than McDavid. There's six games to go for him. I think four games to go as well. But uh, listening to uh, Austin Matthews' father, Brian, he talked about that this season was was uh, so hard. And um, he said just from, you know, every time you opened a doorknob, you had to spray it down. And look, all of us, we know what the pandemic uh, has done. But uh what do you think about uh, what Matthews has been able to do, especially for a team that is as starved for success as any team in professional sports? Well, that's the key, right? What you said right at the end, Ricky. Um, they are so starved up there. 
and I think this storyline with, with Matthews still has a couple of chapters to be written and whatever happens in the playoffs with Toronto, because they're at the point up there. I mean, it's, it's like a crusade among the fan base up there to get this team, you know, into uh, the finals, which they haven't even done uh, in 56 years, I guess, 55 years. And, uh, uh, and then actually win this thing. Uh, so, there's no fan base up there, and the, the, the pressure on the Leafs too uh, up there, and it, it's it's hard to relate uh, for people who aren't in Canada, and in and, and you see the sort of pressure that's on the teams up there, especially that one. Um, you know, everything the Leafs do in Toronto is is covered. Uh, you know, you know they they can't. It's a fishbowl there, and, but it is very interesting that they are in this position. Uh, and Matthews is leading the way, you know, and uh, he's um, he's going to be right there for the Hart Trophy too. I know he's going to win the uh, um, he's going to win the Rocket Richard Trophy, but I think you know the Hart is going to be right there with McDavid as well. You know, when I look at the uh, the Rangers who have missed out on the playoffs, they lost last night at the Garden to the Caps, and it's really been their own division that's been their demise. It's hard to feel sorry for them. I mean the the Penguins and Washington, the Islanders, Boston, they've all kind of dominated um, New York. And I think there's reasons for optimism. I mean, you got still Alexis Lafreniere, who's looked good. You got Capo Caco, and you build around guys like, you know, Pamarin and, and Kreider. But I know some people in New York who kind of think this is just, uh, you know, a false dawn. But if I'm a Ranger fan, I mean, it's disappointing, obviously, but I think they have some really good building blocks there. I do too, Rick. And I, there were times this year, oh, about a month ago or so, where I thought, you know, this team could really be trouble if they can make a push here, maybe get past Boston and, and do something in the playoffs. They had a their goal difference at, at one point. I mean, they had some, some games where they just destroyed the opposition. Most of that, they had a couple of games against the Flyers where they really scored goals that won the 9 nothing game. Uh, New Jersey, they really rolled the Devils there. Uh, and that got them sort of back into the playoff contention, but they couldn't uh, pick it up. No, but I think, yeah, they, the Rangers have got, uh, there's some reason for excitement. Remember, with, you know, Panarin had to miss some time this year, and that's when they sort of fell behind when he was out. You think if he was in there the whole year, maybe it would be a little bit different. So I, I think they're on the right track, and uh, uh, especially if they played the Devils every game, then, man, they would be in the playoffs. You know, it's funny because, uh, obviously, you play a lot of the teams the same times, and you almost have these, like, home stands, baseball style, but uh, talking about the Leafs and running into the Habs, they're going to play each other um, coming up three more times. And uh, for people who don't know, the top four teams in each division make the playoffs and they'll face each other in the first two rounds, which will be seeded by uh, order of the finish. And we know that the Leafs are the best team in Canada right now. But Montreal is two points behind Winnipeg. And so as a hockey hi uh, history buff, I think a lot of people would love the first Toronto-Montreal series since Jimmy Carter was president. But if you're looking at Montreal, would you would you prefer a, a, you know the Oilers there? Obviously, they they've dominated them, and uh, I don't know. How do you think it's going to go down there in the Scotia North? Yes, it would be something to see Toronto-Montreal finally get back together in the playoffs. Uh, I will tell you this: I am not expecting the Canadians to do much, and one of the themes of this uh, shortened season, Rick, 
um, a couple of these coaching changes that were made just didn't end up having the desired impact. Um, I thought they panicked a little bit when they moved Claude Julien out. Remember, the Canadians started this season extremely quick, and then they, they, they stumbled for a couple of weeks, and then Julien gets pink-slipped. They promote Dominique Ducharme, and they just have not gotten in sync, uh, You know, certainly not the way they looked the first couple of weeks. Similar sort of what's going on in Calgary with the, you know, Daryl Sutter coming in. They thought that would be the, 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 the prompt to get the Flames into the playoff contention, and that didn't work either. So it's kind of careful what you wish for. And uh, Montreal, I, I think, is due for a quick exit here. They just have not – the coaching move did not work out too well. And, uh, and I think Toronto Toronto would certainly love to play the Canadians first. And then uh, I think you're probably looking – you know, Edmonton is probably going to be in there against Toronto in the end, and that will be a series to watch. Yeah, and speaking of Edmonton, Connor McDavid uh, talk about scoring 100 points in a shortened season. It's It's still – possibility and uh you think about the art ross you know leading scorer overall with goals uh and assists he basically is going to have a uh a lock on that um but this is something he's done a couple times before and he always said look 100 it's just a number i want to make sure we're playing well as we go into the stanley cup playoffs and i think that's one of the things that makes this kid so good is i believe him i kind of feel like deep down he really doesn't care about those individual accolades yeah, he wants to win. I mean, and uh, they want to win up there in uh, Edmonton. And I, I, they've been sort of a pleasant surprise, I thought this season. Um, and uh, you know, how about uh, Mike Smith showing up there in goal, playing pretty well? And uh, the whole thing has worked out pretty well for the Oilers. I think uh, if they get Winnipeg or Montreal first, they would take it. Winnipeg's had a real struggle here the last couple of weeks. Um, and I think we can look forward to Edmonton, Toronto be a really good series in the second round up there in the north. By the way, I heard that the Kraken are uh, really looking into the in-game entertainment and they want to put a lot of different flavor on it. And it kind of reminded me when Joe Lickup and Peter Goober bought the Warriors. You know, Peter Goober's a, a movie mogul and he talked about all the pizzazz in between. But for me, if I'm a Kraken fan, I don't really care about the singing and the jugglers and the fire shows. I just, <laughs> I just want a good team. But in today's world, Bruce, you got to think about the in-game entertainment, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. You know, the one neat thing about the Kraken, uh, you you know, the arena there, the old key arena, uh, uh, iconic with that sort of uh, sort of like a teepee, the way it, it, uh, the, the roof is there on the site, right by the world's the world's fair site, and uh, right by the Space Needle. Um, they kept the roof. This is an engineering marvel. What they did, they they rebuilt the arena underneath. They kept the roof, though, so that's the iconic roof. So if you go by this new arena, the arena in Seattle, you're going to look at it and say, oh, that looks like Key Arena, the old one. It's all new underneath. I mean, the, the pictures of this stuff, watching them do the construction, were really interesting because that roof stayed because it's iconic. I guess it's a protected, it's a landmark thing from the back from the World's Fair in 62. But uh, they totally new arena underneath it. So it would be kind of exciting for the Seattle fans to see. Yeah, they did implode the kingdom. That was a piece of garbage. That was not worth saving. All right, let's talk <laughs> about the gold sheet, goldsheet.com. What's going on, Bruce? Yeah, Ricky, we got everything going on. Hey, today we got some soccer today. I'm putting soccer picks up there every day. Of course, hockey, baseball, basketball, we got it all putting picks up there every day. And, of course, every day, as far as the, in the NBA season until the regular season ends, we got gold sheet basketball, the publication, every single day. We write up all the games. So good stuff. Lots going on here in May. 
uh, check it out. Goldsheet.com. My picks are there. They're also at Vegas Insider and DonBest.com. There he is, Bruce Marshall, goldsheet.com. Check it out. Bruce, thanks for your insights, my man. We'll do it again. Okay, Rick. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back on Sports Pilot. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how Simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800 449 1759. Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60 plus, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. I joined the Army because my father and my brother were in the Army. I thought I'd better join before I got drafted. Son, uh, there ain't no draft no more. 
There was one? always goes commando thank you for that we got a couple minutes left in uh, hour number two of three coming up in the third hour mishnah wolf and ben golliver will love us i love golliver's tales uh jose Mourinho, the special one as he called himself when he was introduced at uh, chelsea after winning the champions league with porto back in the day he was uh, fired by tottenham hotspur a little uh, less than uh, two weeks ago. And he started posting on his Instagram pictures of all the things he had won. Going back with Porto and Real Madrid and Inter and Manchester United and Chelsea started just posting all these pictures. And then I won this. And then I won that. Well, today he has announced, uh, after Paulo Fonseca was uh announced he's leaving AS Roma at the end of the year, that uh, Mourinho is now going to be the manager of Roma. And um, they didn't say how long the contract will be, but uh, you keep getting big jobs. That's a huge job to play at the Estad, to coach at the Estadio Olimpico. And you think about uh, Francesco Totti and uh, all the great players that Roma has had over the years. Got the Romulus and Remus sucking at the teat of the wolf right there. Of course, that was how we got the name Rome from Romulus. Uh, but uh, they just said the club are delighted to announce the agreement has been reached with Jose Mourinho for him to become our new head coach ahead of the 2021-2022 season. This guy could walk backwards into a great, great job. The reputation is still there. And uh, I'm telling you what. Those Roma fans, if things don't go right, you think about the Curvis suit and the ultras that follow that team. Uh, he's not intimidated. He's seen it all. He has seen it all. But I'd like to see what he'll do in Serie A. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. we got a quick news break. Come on back for Hour 3. Radio News with Lance Pride. When July 11th arrives, it'll be 40 years since NASA's defunct Skylab space station lost orbit and crashed into Western Australia and the Indian Ocean. Once again, heads up. In the next couple of weeks, a 21 metric ton Chinese rocket will fall out of orbit and no one knows where it will land. The projectile is 100 feet long and China has lost control. When Skylab fell, no injuries were reported. 
A metro overpass has collapsed in Mexico City as a train was traveling over it, killing dozens of people, including children. Two train carriages were seen hanging from the structure above a busy road. Scores of people were injured and seven are in serious condition. One person trapped in a car underneath the wreckage was pulled out alive. This is the deadliest incident in decades in the city's metro system, one of the busiest in the world. Bill and Melinda Gates are getting divorced. The divorce documents makes it clear there is no prenup agreement to the Microsoft fortune. USA Radio News. Who's really running the country? Joe Biden? The First Lady? Kamala Harris? Maybe Barack Obama? Already, Kamala Harris is the most powerful vice president in history. All this week, Newsmax's Greg Kelly asked the tough questions about Joe Biden and who's really in charge at the White House. Every night this week, Greg Kelly is on Newsmax giving you the news you need to know. So watch Greg Kelly tonight at 7 p.m. and 11 p.m. Eastern and see his series, Who's Really in Charge? Newsmax TV is America's fourth highest rated cable news network. Everyone is talking about Newsmax. Find Newsmax on all major cable systems. If you don't get it, call your cable system. Tell them you want it. Or get Newsmax free on your smart TV. Or tune into Roku, Amazon Fire, Pluto, Zumo, or YouTube. Or just download the free Newsmax TV app on your smartphone and watch us anytime, anywhere. Millions of Americans are watching Newsmax. So should you. As inflation worries ramp up concerns that there's too much spending in Washington, it's all partisan politics for the very expensive infrastructure bill. Democrats, with the help of the president, are pushing through the legislative process. Tim Berg from the Phoenix USA Radio News Bureau reports. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell expects zero Republicans will support President Biden's $4 trillion infrastructure package. Speaking at an event in Louisville, the Kentucky Republican calling Biden's plan a big grab bag. So how to pay for the infrastructure bill on our side is we're not going to revisit the 2017 tax bill. We're happy to look for traditional infrastructure pay-fors. He did say GOP lawmakers are open to a roughly $600 billion bill. Federal tax officials are being asked to launch a forensic audit and investigation of more than 125 U.S. firms with ties to the Chinese Communist Party that received $420 million in stimulus money last year. USA Radio News. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, and I want to tell you that arthritis is not a genetic thing. It's not a disease of aging. Neither is osteoporosis. Get a hold of my book. It's all in your head. It goes into the 25 different diseases you get when you have osteoporosis of the skull. These are all reversible. You take the Healthy Bone and Joint Pack, the MSM, vitamin D3, stay away from all the bad foods, including gluten, and guess what? You'll regrow all your bones, including your skull and your legs and your hips and everything else. Contact us at usaradiohealth.com. That's usaradiohealth.com. As President Biden announced Monday, he will be quadrupling the number of refugee admissions into the United States. A refugee from communist Albania, Peter Lamage, now attorney in America, tells Fox News his story to become a legal citizen. Look, first of all, we had to escape Albania because Albania was a communist country. And then we uh, were settled in a refugee camp in what used to be Yugoslavia for about nine months. Then after that, we had to, uh, we were subjected to background investigation to make sure that we proved our identity. We didn't commit any crimes. We were not wanted. Then we had to undergo medical examinations and interviewed by the U.S. Embassy and eventually came to the United States. So that was pretty much the summary of upcoming to the United States as a refugee doing it legally. Being a U.S. citizen legally is part of the American dream. Oh, I mean, you know, anyone who doesn't go through that process doesn't understand the importance 
and, and, and the significance of being an American, because when you come to the United States as a refugee, you come here for the Americanism. You don't come here because of the benefits that they would offer you. You come here to embrace Americanism. You come here to embrace the Judeo-Christian values, to learn the language, to become an American. Yeah. And well, I think that we have diluted that significance of coming to the United States that way any longer. Mr. Lamage explains it's all about increasing the Democrats' voter base. They want to make sure that they bring them to the United States as quickly as possible to increase that voting block that they are going to need for the next elections. Thanks for listening. We do appreciate it. We are USA Radio News. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. What's good? What's bad? What's ugly? We're here for you. That's what I said. 1-800-878-PLAY. 1-800-878-7529. Get you in and get you heard wherever you are listening, coast to coast and around the world on AFN. Remember, if you are uh, in junior high or maybe you're a high school freshman, we have uh, Twitter, and you can go there, and uh, that is uh, Rick at uh, at Rick Tittle, I should say. <laughs> Rick at SportsByline.com. That's what it is. Uh, we also have, um, <laughs> sorry, laughing at myself now. Uh, we also have a uh, Facebook fan page started by the great Raider Kev. Raider Kev used to call in from uh, North Carolina. Raider Kev was the guy who one day I was talking about all the different bowl games. One of them was the Belk Bowl, B-E-L-K. So what the hell is the Belk Bowl? He called up and explained that that is a, a department store on the East Coast. Aha! I had, uh, I had no idea. But anyway, we miss Raider Kev. <clears throat> Hope everything is good with him uh, back there. We uh, also uh, have a television channel. It's twitch.tv, which I was on yesterday. And not today, but hopefully tomorrow. 
Uh, also, CRN Digital Plus 2, that's a audio-only television channel. That's the real reason television was invented. Not the vision part, that was overplayed. It was really the tele part. We wanted to make sure that uh, telepsychic, that's what we wanted to get to. Uh, coming up this hour, on the other side of the break, uh, Mishna Wolf, who's always funny. We'll talk about The uh, Werewolf Within, which uh, she wrote. Very successful film and uh, now game. We'll also speak with Ben Golliver, who's written a book called uh, Bubble Ball, which has been sponsored by Bazooka Joe. Now, different type of uh, a bubble ball. And your calls, 1-800-878-PLAY. Big shout out to everyone listening on AFN, AFN of the Troops. We'll see you in a second. To all you do-it-yourselfers, get ready to welcome Fram into the fam. Because America's number one oil filter brand now has their own new line of motor oil and fluids. And it's only at Advance and CarQuest Auto Parts. Stop into Advance and choose from four new Fram oil change bundles starting at just $20.99. They have the oil and filters you need to keep your engine running stronger, longer. Advance your auto at Advance Auto Parts and participating CarQuest locations. See store for details. Prescription products require completion of an online consultation with an independent healthcare provider and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Additional restrictions apply. See website for more details and safety information. You've loved her since the day you first met her. You've loved her through the good times and the bad. There's nothing you wouldn't do to make her happy. You may be older now, but that doesn't mean your love will ever change. ED happens, and it happens to about 50% of men over the age of 40. Visit RexMD.com and show her your love has never changed and never will. RexMD.com has helped thousands of men. Here's how RexMD.com works. Just fill out a brief survey, and if appropriate, you can get FDA-approved ED medication, which are currently available to new customers. Your consultation is free. There's no co-pays, no doctor office visits, and your shipping is always free. At RexMD.com, we've made the process fast, easy, and affordable. Don't wait another minute. RexMD.com is now offering sample pack prescriptions of ED medication. Visit RexMD.com right now. That's R-E-X-M-D dot com. Time for your small business report presented by Dell Small Business. It's been proven in one study after another that multitasking makes you about 3,000 times less productive. So don't let yourself or your employees fall into it. Don't think you can absorb information from a podcast while also going through your email or deal with your Twitter notifications while you're on a conference call with your suppliers. By doing one thing at a time, you'll find that you actually get more done in a day and that you'll make fewer mistakes that you have to go back and deal with later. And that's your Dell Small Business Report. It's Small Business Month, and Dell Technologies and Windows are celebrating your unstoppable drive. Save up to 45% on powerful PCs with Windows 10 Pro to work from anywhere, plus top monitors and docks for the ultimate business setup, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Speak to a Dell Technologies advisor who can help you find the right business tech, server, storage, and cloud solutions at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL for Small Business Month savings. Hi, I'm Rick Tittle, and I host the Video Game Review every Sunday night at 9 o'clock Pacific, midnight on the East Coast, right here on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Video games are way more important than your job, your school, or your relationship, so let's talk about them. Everything from the 2600 to the 360. I don't work for any video game company, so I'll tell you what's worth your money and what stinks. Also, cheat codes, interviews, your calls, I'll give away a game, release dates, all that and more every Sunday night right here on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. 
the best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is it? He's so handsome. He's a genius. Thank you for that, and uh, welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show the highly talented writer Mishno Wolf, uh, and he's here to talk about uh, the werewolf within and the werewolf with, were, sorry, werewolves within, if I could uh, get my tongue out of my mouth, uh, a uh, something that's coming out uh, in July, but it's also going to be a, a video game from Ubisoft. Misha, tell, tell us more about this marriage movie video game. What's going on here? Um, well, I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a movie now. It was a video game only. It was a VR game and uh, a really fun social deduction game. You know, six players, five players sitting around a fire and trying to sniff out, smoke out the werewolf among them. Um, some of your listeners may have played, um, and I just thought it would be a fantastic movie and, uh, you know, collaborated with Ubisoft and got the script going and it's coming out June 25th in theaters. So, um, I could not be happier. So it's almost always that the movie comes first, (laughs) then the video (laughs) game, um, outside of, you know, uh, you know, there are games like Doom, what have you, Last of Us, and yeah. they go, oh, this might make a good movie. But uh, I, I like the way that this whole thing um, developed. Was it was it ever within your mind when you started doing that that this could be a film? Yeah, so um, I actually, we developed this in what's called the Ubisoft Women's Fellowship, which is a really fun program. And I'm a screenwriter and an author. I wrote a, a book called I'm Down that was a bestseller, you know, almost a decade back now. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, Ubisoft started this women's fellowship and they, they called my agent and said, would Mishnah be interested in applying? And I did, I had to apply and I, I got in and they gave me access to a lot of their backstop games that weren't being developed already. And I just saw this game and I fell in love with the whodunit aspect of it. And I thought, you know, wouldn't this be a great horror comedy that could just be a really fun ride? Um, where people are just getting yeeted by this werewolf and don't know what's going on. And uh, and they liked it, too. It was really high concept. And I'm a comedian. I did comedy for 10 years. So we were just like, what would be the funnest way to kill six people in a small town in Vermont? And uh, <laughs> and I, I think the result is maybe maybe the best werewolf movie you'll see this summer. Maybe, maybe, may, maybe... Maybe the best werewolf movie you've ever seen. Maybe of all time, yes. Um, Maybe. And you know, it's... Probably not, but, you know. <laughs> Speaking of um, I'm Down, um, I also grew up in a neighborhood that was uh, predominantly, uh, well, my school's anyway, predominantly African-American. And I've talked with comedian Mark Norman about this. He went through the same thing um, uh, in New Orleans. And it's, it's, you know, listen, it's reversed, obviously, being one of the only uh, white kids. But for you, your dad kind of forced you to uh, to uh, assimilate, right? Well, my dad was significantly cooler than me, um, <laughs> which is not really what you want from your parent. Um, uh, at our house was also where the weed was grown. So, um, <laughs> so there was, like, really no competing with that. <laughs> um, 
But uh, I, I think I think he's very proud of his namesake. Um, I think maybe when he named me Wolf, he had somewhere in the back inkling of his mind that one day I might make a werewolf movie and make him proud. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I, yeah, he yeah. Uh, he was he was he still is significantly cool. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it. Couple more questions for Mission Wolf, the werewolf within from uh, Ubisoft. Look, Ubisoft is about as big as it gets, and there are so many video game developers. Uh, and this is an international company too, Canada, France. How did you score with basically the the big daddy company? So this is this is their motion picture company, and my screenwriting agent sent me in to see them, and that's how I first encountered Ubisoft motion picture. But the Women's Fellowship, and the deadline is May 18th. That's why I'm putting it out there. If there's girl gamers out there with a screenplay in their desk or a TV show in their desk, um, they have opened this um, writing fellowship to everyone now. So you don't need to be represented by a major Hollywood agency to get a crack at this fellowship. Um, And it does give you access to super big titles and, and working on adapting them, which is you know, that's a really big deal, um, and their titles are great. I mean, there's really a lot of food for great, you know, movies in their in their catalog. So, uh, for me, it was an insane opportunity. They were super supportive in me developing this game um, into a movie, and, you know, the results are, you know, a really funny good time. You know, I think about your time with UCB, as people can probably get from the interview, uh, there's a lot of comedy uh, here with uh, Mishnah. Your time with with UCB, you know, of course, improv, that's the old yes and. Uh, how yes, did it help you as far as your writing? Um, I mean, I think it always, like, if you're not bringing yes and to your writing, you know, and, and I think, you know, the long story is a lot of writers are really critical thinkers and they're relatively negative. Um, and, you know, when I do a first draft of things, I like to do yes and. Um, and, and this movie was such a brainchild of just saying, what if, what if we were, what if there was this park ranger who was just like super, he was just a nice guy. He was just like a really nice guy and he liked connecting people and he liked bringing, me to, bringing people together. What if he comes in a small town and there's a werewolf and what if everyone's at each other's throats because they think every one of them is a werewolf? Like, what would that do to this really nice guy who kind of does, you know, so that's kind of where the jumping off point for me. And then when I go back through and I'm doing a second draft, then I can bring in that critical thinker that's like, nah, that doesn't work. No, that's stupid. No, that's not funny enough. Think of a better joke. Um, but when I'm going through the first time, that's where my really improv brain is, is there just saying, yes, and, yes, and. Um, and, and just having playing, because at the end of the day, if it's not fun, then, you know, there's there's better businesses to be in, I guess. By the way, when you write something now, do you wonder if it will be banned in Texas again? <laughs> you know, I'm proud to be banned in Texas. Um, uh, you you really did your homework. Um, you know, I you know I hope they ban this in Texas, but I don't think they will. It's a it's 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 a it's a universal movie. This one, and I think uh, you know, it's a hard R, so they they know what they are getting into. Um, Rick, you're referring, of course, to my banned for profanity from high schools in Texas. (laughs) Now, in the end, we have to say this wasn't like a Nazi book burning. They did come to their senses, and it was the ban was released, right? 
It was, but you know, when I threw all those f bombs into a book, it never occurred to me that like freshmen in high school would be reading it. Like I was just like, <laughs> "Whoa, really?" Um, so this is a hard R. Bring the preschoolers. You guys can have a nice talk about the food chain afterwards. <laughs> um, finally, Mishnah, are you already working on Werewolves Within Two? You know, I don't think there could be a sequel, but there could definitely be a prequel for this one. So uh, maybe a nice werewolf origin story. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. Werewolves within colon origins. <laughs> yeah. And Ubisoft's got some, some history with origin stories. So I think, uh, I, yes. I think, uh, I think after, after a lot of their origins, we could, they, they could roll out one more. Why not? Very good uh, knowledge there. Mission of Wolf, everybody, uh, fantastic writer. Check out Werewolves Within, the uh, the game coming out this summer. Thanks for your time, Mission. We really appreciate it, and congratulations. Let's catch up again down the road. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show, Rick. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We will take a quick break, and we'll come on back on Sports Byline. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, 
Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. I'm sorry, it's it's the pleats. It's it's actually an optical illusion. It's the pattern on the pants. It's not flattering in the, the crotchal region. I'm actually taking them back right now, taking them back to the the pants store. Tittle is a majestic stallion. Uh, open segment here if you'd like to get in, 1-800-878-PLAY. <clears throat> I'll have the writer, <clears throat> excuse me, Ben Golliver in the next statement. You know, uh, the other day, the CFP, that's the College Football Playoff Board of Managers, uh, put out a uh, statement. And it wasn't until the 17th paragraph that there was a bit of a shocker that they said that they were working on expanding the playoffs to as many as 16 teams. How many do we have right now? We have four. But here are the five possibilities. Expanding to, excuse me, six, eight, 10, 12, or 16. There is no 14, Yoda. So um, the working group that's behind it, it's the Big 12 Commissioner, Bob Bowlesby. We know him. The SEC Commissioner, Greg Sankey. Don't call him Stanky. The Notre Dame Athletic Director, Jack Swarbrick, who always seems to be in the news. And the Mountain West Commissioner, Craig Thompson. I wonder if he walks in there like, Mountain West. But the expansion of the CFP bracket is an inevitability. Um, So uh, (laughs) this this guy, Bill uh, Hancock, uh, I was reading him. He said, when a butterfly flaps its wings about the CFP, it makes news. Yeah, but this is raw meat being thrown to uh, thrown to the lions here. So um, for me, when I look at the expansion, you know, six, eight, ten, twelve, or sixteen—that's five different possibilities. But Hancock said, if you look into it, that there are sixty-three possibilities. Now, what that would mean would probably be an automatic qualification for some conferences, some the not. 
you know, I look at the way Europe runs the Champions League. The top four finishers in England all go to the Champions League. There are a lot of countries who say that's some bull crap because only our champion goes. Why do they get four? It's the best league in the world, you know. So I could see that weighted. What if they say the top two, the top three finishers in the SEC go to the playoffs? It's not out of the question. It sounds actually, you know, normal. It's inescapable. And <clears throat> it could be approved soon or it could not. The commissioners are going to meet uh, the weekend of June 17th and 18th. And uh, that is the tail end of the Collegiate Commissioners Association meeting. And it's going to happen in person this year. It's going to be in Chi-Town. And then the week after that, they're going to have the CFP Board of Managers meeting in Dallas. This sounds like a lot of things where you got to tell your wife, you know, oh, honey, going to Chicago for some meetings. All right, we'll see you the next weekend. Actually, I'm going to Dallas the weekend after that. Okay. All this could be done on Zoom. But here's the thing. <clears throat> For this uh, to get approved uh, would take a unanimous vote. There's only four guys. But you think, who has the most to lose? Who has the most to gain? Um, I think, obviously, conferences like the Big 12 and the Pac-12 would be big fans of expansion. We've had the CFP for seven years and the Pac-12 has been twice, once Oregon and once USC, was it? Um, and the Big 12 and the Pac-12, those are the only two Pyro 5 conferences that have not won a national championship in the CFP era. That doesn't necessarily mean that their conference presidents would vote for expansion because the Pac-12 is having a hard time even getting a new commissioner right now after the Larry Scott disaster. The Big 12 has never even got to a final. Oklahoma has been uh, in the semifinals four times and lost all of them. But here's the thing about the CFP. Only 11 teams have played in it in seven years. And only four have won it. So any expansion would benefit the group of five conferences that are guaranteed a New Year's six bowl, but are shut out from CFP consideration. So those are the teams that are, you know, on the outside looking in. Like Clemson dominates the ACC. Well, what about Florida State and Miami? Florida State, not now, but I mean, traditionally. You know, in the SEC, oh, I can't believe that Georgia and LSU and Auburn didn't go. Well, they'll go now. You know, I can't believe A&M didn't make it. Well, A&M will make it now. It would just, look, the SEC has seen three to four teams in the top ten of the final CFP rankings every year it's been in existence. But the 63 possibilities? <laughs> so, <clears throat> I would think of it like frozen yogurt, right? Well, I can put vanilla, I can put vanilla with chocolate, I can put vanilla with strawberry, whatever. Well, think about Oreos and sprinkles and gummy bears and things like that. That's how you can kind of go. So, look, you can embed the bowl games into expanded playoff. I think you would have to do that. 
I think you'd probably have to start on campus sites and then go to the bowls if you go to 16. But what about the dates? I mean, it's laughable to consider that the presidents once said no more second semester of football in the old BCS days. I mean, we crossed that off with the CFP. Now you think about what they call the bracket creep, the imposition of the larger bracket into the football and academic calendar. But then there's play-in games. You could have a simple 16 playoff means adding two teams to the four right now. That means two play-in games. How do you populate it? Top five teams selected by the committee, uh, power five champions and an at-large, power five champions and highest ranked. There are many ways to do it. But there will not be a change this season or in the next because it's all under contract right now. But beginning with the 2023 season, you could do it. Remember, uh, the television contract with ESPN right now uh, will run out uh, that year. And that was a 12-year deal they signed nine years ago for $7.2 billion. So, you know, NRG Stadium in Houston is supposed to hold the national champion on January 8th, 2024. The semifinals are supposed to be the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl. That would look, that's what it looks like with four teams. What would it look like with eight teams? What it would look like with 16 teams? That means the two teams playing would be playing their 17th game if they make it to the national championship, Right. But then how do you reserve the bowls? Look, we already gotten ridiculous. We had 42 bowls last year. Now, they weren't all play because of COVID-19, but are you going to bump up more bowls? No. <laughs> Remember, you don't even need to be a winning team. They had to take some teams that were 500, some 6-6 six and six and 5-5 five and five teams. I remember my last year playing college football, we went 5-5. Five and five, And at the awards dinner, my head coach, who was insane, and crazy. Is that redundant? Kind of. He said we were 11 points away from being undefeated and we were 9 points away from being 0-10. I don't know if he got the numbers right, but every game was close. I will, I will say that. <clears throat> I'm one of the very few people who loves football who does not need a playoff system. Um, and I don't need people voting either. I've said it before, it's a very easy way to decide a national champion. You can use it like promotion and relegation, but you get, uh, initially, the first top division, you get 22 teams, and you divide them into two groups of 11. And you could do that with a draw, like a big draw in Las Vegas. Ooh, Oklahoma's in there with Notre Dame. Penn State and Washington, USC and Indiana. Uh, and then they play each other once. There's 10 games. And then the winners of those two groups play each other, and it's a national championship. The bottom two teams get relegated. The other teams play each other in bowl games. Now, that means you might not get a little brown jug. You might not get an axe. You might not get, by the way, they can't even call it the Civil War anymore, which they used to call it in Oregon. Oregon, Oregon State was called the Civil War. But because there was slavery at that time, you can't say Civil War anymore. But the Red River rivalry, you think about all these great rivalries in college football, you might miss out on those. But you know what you would get? You would get an undisputed national champion. No computers, no votes, 
no playoffs, just one championship game. It's so simple, it makes too much sense. But here's the thing, no big money spinner. And these playoffs, these playoffs, now we're talking big cash. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back. Sports Club. is awesome, but it's also a lot of work. The good news? Finding help for your projects is easier than ever. Introducing Angie, the app that puts all your home care needs at your fingertips. Need a pro to fix that emergency leak? Maybe find someone to build a deck or even set your seasonal tasks on autopilot. Angie can handle all that and more. Expert pros, hundreds of home projects, clear pricing, and the easiest way to book and pay in seconds. This is Angie, your home for everything home. Download the app today. Hi, this is Ron Barr, and I've got great news for anyone suffering from ongoing pain due to aging, overexertion, and the effects of everyday living. Relief Factor is a 100% research-based formula that was created to combat the root causes of inflammation. Relief Factor is designed to address sore muscles, stiff joints, aches, and the general discomfort you may feel. There are four key ingredients, and each approaches the body's natural inflammatory response function from a different metabolic pathway. And they've got something special for Sports Byline Network listeners. You can get their three-week quick start program for just $19.95. That's only 95 cents a day. Head to relieffactor.com or call 1-800-500-8384. Relief Factor helps to support a healthy response to inflammation and decreases discomfort from the effects of daily living. And you can get yours at relieffactor.com or by calling 1-800-500-8384. Your life, your freedom. Get back to living at relieffactor.com. My doctor prescribed me Viagra. It wasn't covered by my insurance, so it was costing me like $65 a pill. That's expensive. Over 20 million guys like us use Viagra. Over a certain age, we just need it. I found a way to pay less than $3 a pill and get virtually the same effect of the $65 pill. I heard an ad just like this on the radio called, and for $99, I got 40 generic versions of the $65 pill. Save yourself money and call right now. And get over 40 pills for $99. There's no embarrassment here to use Viagra. If we're over 50, we need it, but not at high prices. Call now with your credit card and get the 40 pill special for just $99. 800-399-3691. That's 800-399-3691. I need these boxes in band seven. Oh, hello. Hi, I just wanted to call in and find out when... Whitney's warehouse foreman just retired, and the replacement needs to move to fulfillment. Guys, can we get the dock cleared now? Indeed can help her hire the people she needs. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. When you sponsor a job, you immediately get your short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. 
you know, exactly. over time, you know, the more and more you do something, Practice the better you perfect. get at it. Just like, you know, you Anything. didn't become this excellent at radio overnight. You Thank know, you. you know exactly when to say we got one minute left. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Because I'm so good looking. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Practice makes perfect. <laughs> Must be crazy. Use a D-O-G. And if you was my man, I would have been kicked you out of my house by now. This is what had happened. All right. Uh, what's that all about? Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you. Coast to coast, around the world on AFN. It's our pleasure to uh, welcome to the show author Ben Golliver. He has a new book available today from Abrams Press. It is called Bubble Ball, Inside the NBA's Fight to Save a Season. And, uh, Ben, I remember I was on my way to spring training. I was in the middle of the uh, Arizona desert driving from Pasadena to Phoenix, and I got a text from someone who said, NBA season canceled, and I couldn't believe it. Not that I thought that the virus was a hoax. I thought that it would never get to that. How did how did you take it when you first heard it? Oh, man, I was right there with you. I think we were all in denial because it was just such a weighty, big cloud potentially coming for us. We didn't even want to look it in the face, right? I had just come back from a trip to Minnesota to do a story, and I probably should have been tipped off that the airports were like a ghost town and everybody was acting all weird and people were starting to get scared that uh, this thing was about to hit the United States. You know, I was actually relieved in the immediate aftermath of the shutdown because I had to cover games and I was really nervous. Like, is my health going to be at risk if I go cover these games? But it sunk in pretty quickly. Like, wait a minute, we could be shut down for a while. Like it could be months, a year until we get to see basketball again. And at that point, I was really getting into my feelings. I was like, I don't have anything else going on in my life. All I do is write about basketball, podcast about basketball. This thing better come back. And, And thankfully it did. And Bubble Ball is a a book about how the NBA pulled the season back together and then what it was like down there in the bubble. I lived there for 93 days, 92 nights. Yes, I was counting the whole way. It was very (laughs) challenging. And I try to dig into the basketball story, but also the public health story that you're talking about, the social justice story, and the NBA's finances as well. So for you, we remember the player who went across the street to pick up some food and You know, violation (laughs) for you. Were you under that same watchful eye? Was there a guy in a chair outside your hotel room door? Well, not quite to that level, but there was video uh, surveillance everywhere. There was four layers of security, NBA security, Disney security, local cops, sheriff's deputies. Uh, You know, on top of that, we had tracking bracelets uh, that got us into our hotel room so they could use that to track our movements around campus. And we also had proximity alarms, which would beep like smoke detectors if we got too close to each other. Um, you add it all up, and it was a very, very big brother experience, in part because there was firm boundaries about where we could go. I mean, we, we couldn't just walk down the road. You couldn't hop in a car and go anywhere. The only transportation we had were officially uh, licensed charter buses to take us to the arena. They really discouraged us from eating together inside basically ever. We had to wear masks everywhere we uh, went. We have to have credentials on at all times. And I was actually stopped by a security van one night, and they basically said, yo, let me see your papers. Let me see your credential. I'm glad I had it on me. I don't know what would have happened if I hadn't, but uh, they were taking this thing very, very seriously. 
Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the Gestapo, but that's, uh, I mean, that's the thing, too. I mean, you think about Gobert when he touched all the mics at the press conference and he was like, ooh, I'm getting you all sick. And then we found out that Donovan Mitchell was sick and then he had to apologize. And I mean, were th- was there still people that kind of thought, you know, oh, it's a hoax. It's not that bad. I mean, w- was there still like variances to that? Well, there were some players who didn't want to wear masks for sure, but they were very rigorous in the enforcement. And ultimately it just kind of came down to like, Hey, if you want to be here and you want to make your paycheck, these are the rules, like no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, you know, for me, I was okay with that. I actually liked the idea of being able to stay as safe as possible just for my own health reasons. I was pretty nervous before I even got down there because I was able to just work from home and have a very simple life in Los Angeles. Uh, you know, when the pandemic hit, I could do all my interviews by phone and Zoom, and, and so things were going okay. The idea that I was going to go down to a bubble with 350 players, some of whom are going to want to go to strip clubs, some of whom are going to want to invite women into their room like Daniel House did uh, you know, to wind up getting himself kicked out, I was just worried that there was going to be a weak link and that was going to expose me to these guys because we were in pretty much daily contact, right? I mean, we, I went to games every single day practically that I was down there. And, uh, you know, we were in pretty close contact in press conference setups and everything else. So uh, I was just grateful that the rules were so strict. And ultimately, look, they worked. Not a single person tested positive while we were down there. It's just an incredible achievement. And they crowned a champion, which was really, really important to me. I didn't want an entire season to go to waste. So I look back on it with a lot of gratitude, frankly. And, you know, it was tough, though. I'll be honest with you, man. I put on weight. I was stressed out. I was sleeping terribly. Uh, I was feeling isolation from my family 3,000 miles away. I mean, all of it really hit hard. And, uh, you know, the players, sometimes people would say, oh, they're just whining. Look, it was rough. You know, I, I feel like I have a pretty high pain tolerance. And, you know, I don't, I'm not really a, a silver spoon guy. And it was pretty tough on me. And I didn't even have to play. I just had to write. Yeah. No, there's no doubt. We're, we're not acclimated to those type of situations. A couple more questions for Ben Golliver, the new book, Bubble Ball, out today. Um, I rem- well, you think about baseball, they thought, well, what are we going to do? We're going to have it just at the spring training sites. No, uh, we'll trust everyone. And then you had the Clevenger situation in Cleveland, somebody who did go to a strip club. There were so many other variances. That's why I think Adam Silver, who even before this, I think we could all agree is probably the best commissioner in sports. It, it seemed on one hand, I guess a little draconian, but on the other hand, it seemed so wise. And you said the proof is in the pudding. They pulled it off. Well, they pulled it off, but, you know, also let's not forget there was a lot of money at stake. And so, you know, they were trying to keep everybody safe for sure, but they felt a major imperative to make some of this money back. They had all these television networks saying, hey, wait a minute, where's our inventory? Where are these games? What are we supposed to do? Remember ESPN? I mean, they were putting on all sorts of crazy stuff during the pandemic, trying to fill in that gap. So I think it wound up being really mutually beneficial for everyone. I mean, the fact that they spent more than $200 million to make it work, and that it actually paid off. They, there wasn't a single game postponed due to health reasons. It's a crazy achievement in hindsight. And I think it's one of those things when we look forward 5, 10, 15, 20 years, we're going to appreciate that even more. And, th- and that's why I wrote this book, because I want it to be a time capsule. I want people to know exactly what it was like down there um, as they were trying to put this thing together. You know, it's funny. I remember when we just got the rumor that, hey, maybe we're going to have to play without fans and LeBron emphatically stated, if there ain't no fans, uh, I'm not coming. Uh, you think right. of where it got to the point where 
you know, Giannis said because of the bubble and because of the pandemic, I don't, you know, so there's no asterisks in a short season. In fact, this season should maybe even lauded as more of accomplishment than a regular 82 game season. As someone who was there, do you kind of see what he's saying? Well, first of all, I mean, that was like a, an old takes exposed for LeBron, wasn't it? I mean, that went pretty bad after about three days. It did, didn't hold up so well. Um, I'm glad he adjusted his mentality and, and wound up, you know, winning finals MVP, having a great run in a pretty empty stadium. There's no asterisk on this Lakers title. They went 16 and five. They had the two best players in the bubble. They pretty much smacked everybody. They took a really big shot from Jimmy Butler and survived. And I, I think the proof is in the pudding to the degree that look how many teams really overhauled their direction coming out of the bubble. Philadelphia, the Clippers, Houston, Milwaukee, all those teams went different directions after their experiences there. And I think that tells you why it should be validated internally by those teams and it should be validated by everybody on the outside too. Yeah, as a Warrior fan, I think we went like 400 days between a fan coming in. I mean, it's just those teams that didn't go into the bubble, they dropped off the face of the earth there. They did, but I think that they preferred it that way, honestly. I mean, you look at the risk-reward, it makes sense for the contenders to want to go down there to Disney World, but it was a real sales job to get the mid-tier teams to go. Like, what are you playing for? Is it worth it? Um, are you going to be able to stay safe for the Warriors? Like, that just sounds like a hassle. You know, they're so far out of the standings, who cares? So I understood their perspective entirely, but I'm glad they were able to pull together enough teams down there who wanted to play because it was very high-level basketball with no travel, Everybody was getting much better sleep. Nothing really fun to do other than play the games. So I thought the intensity level was actually really high throughout the playoffs. And you got some awesome performances. LeBron, Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum, uh, Jamal Murray, Donovan Mitchell. The list goes on of guys who really stood out in that bubble experience. How about Devin Booker? I mean, where did the, look what the Suns did in the bubble. My favorite moment from uh, the Suns was Monty Williams' speech at the end of it where he was telling them how proud he was. And, it, and I'm sure you saw it. It went viral. You know, TNT aired it. Um, you know, look at the locker room that he's in. I mean, it's just completely barren. It's all, uh, you know, just no, uh, no, no, like, fancy locker room, no television. I mean, all there is really are, like, hand sanitizer stations. And so I, I think no frills was the, was the word I was looking for there. It, it just tells you these guys were going down there to compete. They wanted to make reputations for themselves. And they were able to kind of translate that positive momentum from last year into this year. It's a remarkable story. I didn't see the Suns coming even after their great play in the bubble. Yeah, no, you're right about continuing that on to the next season. What for you, Ben, if you can share with us, was maybe the low point? Did you ever get to the spot where you're like, you know what? I love basketball. I love my job, but enough is enough. I'm going home. I never got there. Thankfully, I was really grateful to be down there and watch so much amazing basketball, but it was definitely tough. I mean, the, the shutdown was tough because no one knew if they were going to be able to put it back together. You know, Chris Paul and LeBron have to call Obama for advice about how do we get through this thing and navigate it. I think uh, the Breonna Taylor ruling was a real low point because the players were just hurting so badly. You could tell that you know, they didn't want to necessarily have to play the games, but they felt an obligation to do so. So I think that the toughest moments were the, the moments where we're trying to cover players who are really having a hard time processing the racial climate in the country and still doing their jobs and, and kind of feeling trapped and separated away from their families. And, and my heart went out to them throughout that time period. And uh, yeah, for me, I always kind of looked at it as a perspective thing. You know, people were trying to compare it to four years of occupied Paris. I'm like, look, we 
a lot of things have shut down. We still have restaurants driving food to our front door. It's really not that bad. We're just, you know, we, we just have become so fat and, uh, you know, pampered that any kind of change like that, it, it is shocking for us, isn't it? So there was big adjustments going around for everybody. I mean, I had never been stuck in a hotel room for a week straight where I had to pace back and forth just to get my steps on my Fitbit. Right. So, I mean, again, I was glad I had a Fitbit, you know, for, for sure. I mean, your point about privilege is very well taken, but you know, at the same time, these are massive changes from what we were used to. And this was all taking place last summer when we were still getting used to it. We were still acclimating to our new lives and there was a lot of fear. Um, I felt very blessed to be able to get COVID tests, you know, in the bubble that was a real privilege that we had that I did not take for granted whatsoever because lots of people around the country couldn't get the test. And so um, there were certainly bright spots amid some of the down moments, but I'll just continue to re- uh, reiterate the whole way through. This was tough. The players were not overselling it. Um, guys were feeling depressed. You know, the slumps would really get to them. They had no outlets for their, um, you know, for their stress level during the playoffs. And it was high, high level competition they were dealing with. No doubt about it. Everybody make sure to pick up the book. It is available today. It's called Bubble Ball, Inside the NBA's Fight to Save a Season by our guest, Ben Golliver, available from Abram Press. And, uh, of course, uh, Ben has uh, been writing uh, for The Post and uh, SI and a lot of others, and uh, he was there. So this is an eyewitness account. Ben, congratulations on the book, and uh, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks so much for having me. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back on Sports Pilot. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771-800-410-4771-800-410-4771. That's 800-410-4771. Now you can make your home look great and save money. Right now, when you call Renewal by Anderson, you can buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, you get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Upgrade your home. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty are even included. And the Renewal by Anderson certified retailers take every safety precaution to protect you and your family. Hey, for 25 years, 
homeowners. People have trusted Renewal by Anderson for their window replacement needs, and you can too. So call right now. Don't wait. Learn how to get your free window when you buy four. 800-413-6992. 800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290. Business heals all wounds. I mean, look at our relationship with Germany or Japan. Who can even remember what all the fuss was about? Tittle, you done broke my heart, but I still take you back. You hella fine. Thanks for that. Welcome back to the show. Tomorrow, uh, April Ross will be with us, Olympic gold medalist, or should say silver and bronze medalist in volleyball. Uh, gold medalist, uh, Allie Krieger, World Cup winner as well, women's national team. <clears throat> um, you know, speaking of the NBA, Steve Kerr isn't happy with what he sees as a lack of fundamentals. And on ESPN, he said the other day, quote, this is the modern NBA. Guys don't box out. It's just the way it is. Every night on league pass, I see the same thing. Players like guys come in from the weak side and they think, I'll just get the rebound. It's a disease that's rampant in the NBA. The problem is, if you're a real small team like us, then it's going to hurt you more than it will hurt other teams. It's not even like a college box out or a high school box out. In the NBA, it's more about locating the guy and just putting your hand or your forearm in his chest, letting somebody else go chase the ball. So we were staring up at butterflies, up in the air, just looking up, and guys were coming right by us. That doesn't matter what kind of possession it is or what kind of shot it is. It's just the awareness to go hit somebody. Ooh. And then Kurt said, to continue real quick, most of these guys didn't even have a high school or a college coach yelling at them for a combined eight straight years. Well, it's a different world today, and that's the way they grow up. They have more skills uh, today than they have in my mind. I'm amazed by the skill level, but they're not coached in the fundamentals. Well, coach them up, Kerr. Yeah, that's what I said. 
All right, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pack time. Yeah, man, I hope we don't have brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> Great way to end the show.